You're listening to a message from Victory Carmona. We hope to inspire and encourage you today. Come on, church. Let's set our heart as we worship the Lord today. He deserves all the glory, all the worship in the earth. Kita ng kaguluhan, ang tinig mo ay hanap. Sa templo mong banal, may bagong kagalakan. Ang aking mananatili ay ang iyong sinabi. Yeah. 
Let me read 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 to 28. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus in the night when he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and the blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Today, as we will be doing our uh, communion, uh, before we go through the uh, materials or the elements, let's come before the Lord in prayer, seeking God and asking Him for introspection and searching of our hearts. If ito ay nagkamali, nagkaroon ng kasalanan before God, this is the time wherein we can say, Lord, clean, examine, and make me new. Sige po, manalangin tayo as we go, before we go through the elements. Our Heavenly Father, you know our hearts. You know us very well. You know every sin we have committed. The past the present, and even just the recent. Lord, we pray as you continually search our hearts, we would like to ask for forgiveness. And Lord, we would like to claim also 1 John 1, 9, as you have said, if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to partake in your Lord's table. We thank you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we will be doing the, partaking the elements, it's actually about reunion. Reunion between God and man. When Jesus Christ died at the cross, took the sins, our sins, paid the price. Instead of us, it was Him who paid the price. It, it's because that God wants us to be reunited with God Himself. So today, as we would partake the elements, let us remember 
that this is because of a reunion and a desire of God for us to be reunited through Christ our Lord and His suffering and death at the cross. On that night, the Last Supper, He took the bread, He gave thanks, and He said, This is my body, which will be given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. As we partake, let's remember the Lord's death at the cross. Sige po, partake po natin. On the same night, the Lord Jesus himself, after supper, took the cup and sabi niya, this is my blood and ang sabi po niya, in remembrance of yung covenant, the blood spilled at the cross is what the cup symbolizes as we partake it. Let's remember the shedding of the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ at the cross for our sins. Let's partake. Our Heavenly Father, we would like to thank you for you have said as we do this, we are doing this until you come. Ang sabi mo, Lord, we proclaim your death. And today, we would like to proclaim it and remember you on what you have done at the cross for our sins. Amen.
Your life to reflect your wonder 
like to thank you Lord for today or we can testify of your greatness and your kindness to us as we have experienced you in worship and through your word today we pray Lord that you would help us to continually testify of you you being alive in us and through us we thank you we honor you. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Good morning and good afternoon or good evening. Uh, whatever part of the world you're watching this, or anong oras man yung pinanonood to. Hi, I'm Carlo. Here at Victory, we only do two things. We honor God and we make disciples. This December, uh, the love, the city, and this campaign is back with this thought in mind, Rebuilding Remington. Our goal po is to be able to rebuild faith and hope to the Remington employees and, of course, their families by being salt and light through praying and for giving grocery bags. So if you're giving in kind or love in the city, uh, ito pong drive na to will be from December 14. Uh, yung giving nyo po until December 14. Pero ang distribution po is from December 14 to 18 sa ating mga recipients. So if you're giving in kind yung donations nyo, kindly refer to the following grocery list and their brands. We may drop off these uh, items here at Carmona, uh, Victory Carmona every Sunday before or after our 11 uh, a.m. service from Wednesday to Saturday from 10 to 5 and uh, if you wish to give uh, by monetary donations uh, we can send it through our tights envelope paki-check lang po yung others and then include love the city on the space provided or through GCash. Kindly send to the number uh, you can see on screens or scan the QR code. And then, kindly po, email your proof of transfer to Precious for accounting purposes. For more information, please contact uh, Sister Precious Angkahas. Let us pray for and ask God's direction in leading as we take part in the love for the city efforts. And as we would as we do so, we would continue on to our time of generosity. We have a verse uh, for today. It's in Acts chapter 20, verse 35. Let me read to you Acts 20, verse 35. In all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak 
and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. The Apostle Paul knew what he was talking about when he was encouraging and talking to the believers and the leaders during this time. He knew what to give and not just receive. So today, as we would be giving out our gift, our tithes, and our offering, ang gagawin po natin, we would pray first. Iko-commit natin to the Lord, and then we can still give uh, either uh, ano yung gift na gusto mo ibigay sa Lord. We can do it via GCash or uh, through our envelopes. Pwede nyo pong ilagay sa envelope and you can still send it kung wala man kayong access for GCash. And, pero ang mahalaga talaga is the attitude of not just about giving, but the attitude of being a giver than just a receiver. Ganito pong, ito po yung gustong-gusto ng Panginoong Jesus that we are more than of someone who gives than accepting and he exemplified this very well at the cross he who gave generously may we give generously as well let's pray our heavenly father we thank you again sa pagkakataon and the opportunity to be blessed with strength skill work or business wherein we can give not only for people, but because we give it unto you. We thank you. We give you all the praise for what you have done in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. As a church, we want to extend God's grace and comfort to those in need, believing and declaring that ultimately, God will meet them in their situation. For ENC specifically, one way we've been doing this for our students across the nation is through the different mental health talks and webinars that highlight the importance of having a healthy well-being rooted in our relationship with Jesus Christ. But more importantly, we are a spiritual family for our students who continue to point them to the love and hope we have in Jesus. A day in the life of Sid back then would have looked something like waking up, going to school, going home, no meaning. There came a point in my life that where I reached my lowest low, which was the death of my father. In between those moments, there were feelings of emptiness, loneliness. I had to go to a doctor, a psychiatrist actually, and got myself diagnosed with bipolar 1 disorder. That just meant that I would have these extreme low points and extreme high points in my life. In that particular season of my life, I was at my extreme lowest. I was lost and afraid, and I didn't know what to do until I asked God why was this happening to me. He said, son, I'm here. I'm here for you. I will be here with you every step of the way. In that moment, I felt that as much as I have lost my earthly father, I was walking with my Heavenly Father. 
after that encounter with God, nagbago po yung yung pananaw ko na limitado. Limitado dati sa darkness na nakikita ko sa buhay ko. It was now limitless. Nothing beats prayer matched with action. Nothing beats unceasing time with God. You know what I really love about the support I got with my Ian Campos family was despite knowing the darkness that I'm in, they were there always even when it seemed like they weren't. There was even a point in time that one of the campus missionaries reached out to my parents and talked to them, check up on me, and I really appreciate that. They were still always there, ready to shed light, ready to be there, ready to be a shoulder to lean on, shoulder to cry on, talking to my friends, and making sure that I was okay. Thank you to all the campus missionaries, thank you for all the church friends that I have, my ENC Katipunan family, thank you for showering me with support, love, knowledge, wisdom, guidance, patience, and strength during the times of struggle that I've had over the years. While healing may not always come overnight, we know that because Jesus is with us and our students like Sid, we have hope and peace that cannot be shaken. I've met with Sid and other students like him personally, and while it pains us to see what they're going through, it also is a great chance, an opportunity for them to see the glory of God, the faithfulness of God, even in these dark times. And it excites us to think about what kind of character, purpose, and future He's shaping for them by allowing them to experience Him in such a way, even at this young age. Thank you for helping us become God's hands and feet, preparing students to fulfill their purpose in Him. Isang mapagpalang araw sa ating lahat, sa lahat ng mga nanonood sa atin online. Victory Carmona and Victory Manggahan. Uh, I pray na yung grasya at biyaya ng Panginoon ay laging suma sa atin. So, I am Leo, one of the leaders here in our church. So, nasa series break pa rin po tayo, which is ginawa nating uh, mini-series, no? parang Netflix lang. So, mini-series titled Crossroads. Sangang daan, na kung saan may mga bagay o pinagdaanan tayo o pagdadaanan pa na nakatagpo natin ang Panginoon. Crossroads, na kung saan may mga tao na naging bahagi ng buhay natin. Yung iba, kumaway lang at nawala rin. Yung iba naman, umakbay at sinamahan tayo sa ating paglalakbay. So yan po yung uh, dalawang story o dalawang kwento sa Biblia na kung saan tatalakayan natin kung ano yung mga nagbago during their times na encounter nila ang Panginoong Jesus. So nung week 1, tinalakay ni Pastor Elijah is about the road to Emmaus. Or dito tinalakay niya yung uh, dalawang disciples or dalawa sa mga believers na, na nakasaksi sa kung ano nangyari sa Panginoong Jesus. Na kung na, na, nasaksihan nila kung ano yung Uh, pinagdaanan ng Panginoong Jesus sa cross. And siguro dahil sa sobrang down nila, hindi nila namalayan na sinabayan pala sila ng Panginoon sa kanilang paglalak- paglalakad. Pero ano yung ginawa ng Panginoong Jesus? Hindi niya agad ni-reveal yung sarili niya sa kanila. Sabi nga ni Pastor Elijah, no, kung ni-reveal agad ni, ni Christ yung sarili niya dun sa dalawang, uh, dalawang disciple, tapos na yung story. 
Pero anong ginawa ng Panginoong Yesus? Uh, inopen niya yung scripture, binasa niya sa kanila, at doon nagsimulang uh, makita nila na this is Jesus, na during the time na binabasa niya yung scripture, something in their heart, yung uh, the fire in their hearts, uh, yung parang nag-aalab, uh, same with us. Hindi na natin ma-encounter or hindi na natin mararanasan yung the, the road to Emmaus. Pero the scripture that Christ read to them is still in us today, which is the Bible. And I hope that every time we we read our Bible, every time na bubuksan natin to, there is something in our hearts, something that uh, desire to know more of Him, to know more of who Jesus is into our lives. And today, we will talk about the road to Damascus. O dito makikita natin kung paano yung mayamang biyaya ng Panginoon is na-encounter ni Saul sa kanyang daraana at kung paano binago ng Panginoon yung buhay niya. So, if you have your Bibles with you, uh, kung nasa mga cellphone man yan, uh, I encourage everyone to open our Bible in the in a chapter 9 of Luke. Babasahin natin from verse 1 to 19. So, medyo mahaba-haba po. Sana, uh, sabayan nyo akong basahin to. Kung nasa kanya-kanyang tahanan man tayo, kung nasa, meron man tayong physical na Bible or nasa cellphone. So, let's read the Word of God in Acts 9, verse 1 to 19. It says here, But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belongings to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now, as he went on his way, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Soul, soul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city, and you will be, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground, And although his eyes were opened, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise And go to the street called Straight, and at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul, for behold, he is praying. And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hand on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man. How much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, 
for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house, and laying his hand, hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road by which you came, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately, some things like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized, and taking food, he was strengthened. Let us pray. Lord, once again, God, thank you for this time, Lord. Thank you for your word, O God. May you bless your word, O Lord, so that in every season, God, na pinagdaraanan namin, Panginoon, makita ka namin. Lord, we pray that katagpuin mo nga po ang bawat isa na narito ngayon sa kung anumang sitwasyon na meron sila, ipakita mo ang iyong liwanag at ipadama mo ang iyong pagmamahal. Muli, Panginoon, ikaw na po ang bahalang uh, mag-bless ng iyong word, Panginoon. At sa mga makakarinig nito, Panginoon, hindi lamang po ito manatili sa kanilang mga isip bagkos ay tumamo sa kanilang mga puso at makita sa kanilang mga gawa. Maraming maraming salamat po. Itinataas namin ang araw na ito sa iyo lang sa pangalan ni Jesus. Amen. And amen. So nakita natin, doon sa binasa natin, yung kwento ni Saul. Pero pag-usapan muna natin, sino nga ba si Saul? So Saul of Tarsus. Kilalahanin natin kung sino si Saul. Una-una, sabi sa uh, Philippians 3.5, Jews from the tribe of Benjamin, born in the city of Tarsus, circumcised in the eighth day of the, of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin. So this is a actually pag binalikan natin yung history ng uh, about the Benjamites, the Saul, the name Saul is a proud name sa mga Benjamites. Why? Because the first king of Israel is also named Saul and came from the tribe of Benjamin. So there is a pride in the name of Saul. And in and in Acts 22:3 sabi dito born in Sicilia but brought up in this city, educated at the pit of Gamaliel, according to the strict manner of the law of our fathers, being zealous for God as all of you are this today. So he he uh, he is trained in Torah or the uh, or the book of the law under the most respected rabbi of the first century, which is Gamaliel. So may kita natin. Uh, yung status ng name niya as well as yung educational attainment ni Paul uh, ni Saul na talagang napakataas. So tingnan pa natin yung ibang uh, pagkakakilanlan ni Saul. So a Roman citizen in Acts 22 a Pharisee in Acts 23 sabi niya pa nga dito a Pharisees um, upon uh, a Pharisees of Pharisees ni Paul. So Paul was a very capable and accomplishment. Right? So he has a natural ability. He has a pedigree or yung yung angkan na pinagmulan niya. Kumbaga, kung meron siya sabing purong Israelites, Paul is from the tribes of Benjamin. He had accomplished in Judaism. Galing siya sa uh, estudyante siya ng pinakamagaling 
na na mentor during their time. A genuine accomplishment which he has proud before his fellow people. But they were all directed into sin. And one of the uh, description of Paul uh, of Saul is persecutor of believers. So, ganun yung mga achievement na, ganun yung pangalan niya. Paul thought, a soul thought that he was doing service to God, making the trek to Damascus, arresting these blasphemers. Actually, during that time, nagsisimula pa lang uh, uh, yung Christianity as uh, a sect of a of a Judaism. Yun, yun yung turing nila sa Christianity. Kumbaga, uh, let me use this word, uh, parang kulto ng Judaism during their time. So, yung knowledge ni Paul and, and Judaism, uh, parang taliwas sa mga sinasabi ng, uh, ng Christianity. So, he asked for a letter na siya mismo yung aares o siya mismo yung magpe-persecute sa mga sa mga believers o sa mga Christian during their time. So basahin natin yung ano, yung Acts, yung start nung ano uh, Acts 9. So, now Saul still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. Is still breathing threats and murder. Actually, uh, ito yung emotion na kung saan hindi niya lang gusto maging witness. But he wants na siya mismo yung mag-execute nung gusto niyang gawin. So if we will uh, flashback from Acts 7, may kita natin doon, witness siya sa kung paano, paano binato si Stephen. So may kita natin doon na uh, nagbigay siya ng go signal or something. But this time, still be breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. Siya na mismo. He wants to gratify his insatiable desire in a larger scale. Na ayoko na lang maging witness. I want myself to be a part or to be the one who will execute this persecution or the Christian people. So kaya naman nakita natin na kung from Jerusalem to Damascus, merong 135 miles or 217 kilometers. So May kita na napakalayo nito. And by put, sinasabi nila na it needs six days para marating yung, Damas yung, yung Damascus. Pero dahil sa desire ni Paul, kahit gaano pa yung kalayo, pupuntahan niya yon just to persecute Christians. So he wants to kill the disciples. Pero bakit nga ba? Bakit niya gustong patayin yung mga disciples? In Galatians 1 verse 13 to 14, sabi dito, I persecute the church of God. Take note, the church of God. And tried to destroy it. I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people and was extremely zealous for the tradition of my father. So he was brought up in the religious religions of Jews, taught that justification and salvation lay in observance of the law of Moses. Now, you will be saved if you will uh, you will follow the law, if you will live upon the laws of Moses. Pero taliwas to sa sinasabi ng mga Kristiyano. Kaya nga sila tinawag na way because they believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And I believe Paul heard the gospel already. Narinig niya to when he witnessed 
kung paano pre-niche ni, ni Stephen from, from Old Testament towards to the promised Messiah that is pointing to Jesus. At ito yung hindi niya matanggap. Ito yung tradition na ataliwas sa tradition na ipinasa sa kanya ng mga fathers. So, ganun kasi di yung galit ni Paul. And during, their, during his time, inakala niya na he is above all. Na alam niya kung ano yung truth. Alam niya na itong pinaggagawa ng mga, ng mga Kristiyano during that time is taliwas sa truth na pinaniniwalaan niya. Dumating ba sa buhay natin na minsan akala natin tama tayo? Na sobrang tama natin na ayon natin paniwalaan yung iba. Pero dumating yung time na yung pinaniniwalaan pala nating tama na matagal natin pinangahawakan is mali pala. So ano yung naging reaction mo? Ano yung naging, uh, ano yung naging response mo nung malaman mo yung katotohanan? Church, I want to emphasize this. Salvation is by grace alone. So if you ever question the sovereignty of God in salvation, I hope and I pray na pag binasa natin tong story ni Saul or the encounter of Saul kay Jesus in Damascus, I hope that the question should disappear in this story. Kung meron pang bumabagabag sa'yo or nagdadalawang isip ka pa, I hope Habang, habang tinatakal o tinatalakay natin yung buhay ni Saul, I hope na yung, uh, na yung bumabagabag sa'yo is mapalitan ng pain. So let's continue. Now as he went on his way, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him, and falling on the, on, to the ground, he heard a voice saying, Soul, soul. Why are you persecuting me? Why are you persecuting me? Actually, uh, pag binasa pa natin na uh, malalaman natin na, na si Jesus yung nagsasalita, pero si Christ nga ba yung pinipersecute ni Paul? Kung titignan natin yung story, hindi naman, di ba? Yung mga Kristiyano, yung mga believers ni Jesus. Pero ano sinabi ni Christ? Soul, soul, why are you persecuting me? This statement of Jesus shows his close identity with his followers. To persecute Christians was to persecute Christ. And this is a good news. Why? Kasi yung nararamdaman natin ngayon, ramdam ng Panginoon natin. Ano man yung pinagdaraanan mo ngayon, alam niya kung ano yung pakiramdam, alam niya kung ano yung sitwasyon. And this is what I love sa book ni Luke. Actually, Acts was written by Luke, di ba? So, sa book ni Luke, uh, kung mababasa natin yung The Prodigal Son, The Widow of Nain, and also uh, The Good Samaritan, makikita natin kung paano hinighlight ni Luke yung compassion ni God sa tao. Makikita natin kung paano niya binigyan diin based sa mga story na sinabi ko kanina, yung compassion ni God sa atin na si, na si Christ mismo ramdam niya kung ano yung pinagdaraanan natin. And I believe, Church, ano man yung sitwasyon natin ngayon, alam ng Panginoon yan. And thank God kasi alam niya kung ano yung plan niya para sa atin. Christ said, why are you persecuting me? 
Christ is within us. And ramdam niya kung ano yung pinagdaraan. And there is hope. Because we believe that yung, yung Lord na sinasamba natin, na ramdam who have a compassion on us, is the one who is seated in the, on the throne. The sovereign God who is above all our situation. Let's continue. And he said, Who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? The Lord means, the Lord here means, Lord, Master, Ruler, or one who commands. He knew that this was a heavenly visitation. Alam ni Paul that this is a heavenly visitation. The sin is significant because it shows that he would know the resurrection from direct experience. So maybe nabalitahan lang ni Paul or ni Saul kung ano yung nangyari or what is a resurrection, pero hindi niya na-witness. But during this time, when Paul encountered Jesus in Damascus, this is the proof that resurrection is real. That Jesus say, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. This could come to appreciate why this was the key part of a Christian message, the resurrection of Christ. Kaya naman may kita natin later on sa story kung ano yung transformation na nangyari kay Saul. Because he witnessed, he himself witnessed the resurrected, the resurrected Christ. That the resurrection is true. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. But ang sinabi ni Christ after na inintroduce niya yung sarili niya, but rise and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. So they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. So he acknowledged Jesus as Lord. Alam niya na Diyos or si God yung nagsasalita sa kanya. And he acknowledged it. Paano ko nasabi? Because he obeyed the command. And that's exactly what he does. He obeys the command. This is where the transformation of life begins. This is where the transformation of our lives begin. It begins with an understanding of the gospel and a confession of Jesus as Lord. And if Jesus is our Lord, he, we will obey His command. Church, if you're looking for a changed life, a changed life from the inside out, a totally transformed life, look to Jesus Christ. Jesus did not look on Saul. And uh, Jesus did not look on Saul and see something morally lovely in him. Actually, habi nga, pinipersecute niya yung Christian, wala, walang makita si Christ or si God na lovely sa, sa character ni Saul. Hindi siya pumaba or hindi niya sinave si Saul because of his accomplishment, because of his name, because of his intellectual, because of his knowledge. But, God reached out to Saul. Saul is in the heart of rebellion at that very moment that Christ reaches down to save him. Church, ano man yung sitwasyon mo ngayon, walang kasalanan na malaki para hindi ka abutin ng Panginoon. You just need to open your heart unto His Word and accept His gift of salvation. Accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Hanggat buhay tayo may pag-asa. Ano man yung sitwasyon natin ngayon, kung iniisip mo, ikaw na yung pinakamakasalanan tao, there's still hope. Kasi hindi naman tinitingnan ng Panginoon kung ano yung estado mo, ano yung pangalan mo, ano yung sitwasyon mo. Tinitingnan niya is yung puso natin. Ha, paano natin bubuksan yung puso natin 
doon sa calling niya or doon sa tawag niya. We are powerless to save ourselves because we are sinners. We are unworthy of any favor from Him. But the might of God's mercy and grace in Christ is what this story points us that salvation is by grace alone. So let me share to you a story of John Newton. So, John Newton was nurtured by a, a Christian mother nung bata pa siya. So, binabasaan siya ng nanay niya nung, ab about the Bible. But, seven years old siya nung mamatay yung nanay niya. And yung naging image para sa buhay niya is yung image ng tatay niya. Which is, sabihin natin, hin medyo hindi maganda. Then, at the age of 11, yun yung first time niya na uh, he went to a sea voyage with a merchant Navy captain. So, yung teenage life niya, uh, in-spend niya dun sa mga, sa ship or sa sea voyage. Then, by force, kinuha siya ng Royal Navy, uh, nirecruit siya ng Royal, as a part of the Royal Navy. Pero, medyo may attitude to si John Newton. So, anong ginawa niya? Uh, uh, disrespectful, hindi siya sumusunod sa command, and so on and so forth. Ano nangyari? He was put in chain, uh, kinulong siya, and ano nga, pinahirapan siya. Then after, after that, sinabi niya na parang i-release niyo ako and ilagay niyo na lang ako sa mga slave. Then yun nga, ginawa sa kanya, nilagay siya, and uh, nirelease siya, nilagay siya kasama ng mga slave doon sa slave ship. Pero ano nangyari? During that time, naging arrogant pa rin tong taong to. During that time, ah, uh, na uh, pinipersecute niya, even yung slave na pareho niya. Pero ano sinabi niya doon na, sabi niya, I sinned with a high hand and I made it my study to tempt and seduce others. Kumbaga, alam niya na mali yung ginagawa niya, alam niya makasalanan siya. And, sabi dito, uh, he tempt and seduce others to do the same. So, inu-influensyahan niya rin yung iba, especially the traits, the other uh, slaves. And, and, Fast forward of the story, uh, naging, uh, naging captain siya ng kanyang ship and naging niya, slave, captain, uh, slave captain siya. But, there was a story na there was a, a storm na tumama sa ship niya and nangyari, he prayed na masave siya. And then yun nga, na-save yung ship niya, na-save uh, yung mga slave na nandun. Pero, Alam niyo yun na parang alam mo na si God yung gumalaw sa buhay mo. Pero hindi mo pa rin matanggap ng buong-buo. Then, yeah, uh, nag-retire siya pero continuous pa rin yung participation niya into a slave traders. So, nagsusupport siya into slave traders. Pero nung binasa niya yung libro ni Thomas Kempis na Imitation of, uh, The Imitation of Christ, nag-struck sa kanya yung isang line doon. Sabi doon, Uncertain Continuance of Life. And, nabasa niya rin yung sa, uh, nag-struck din sa kanya yung isa sa mga proverbs na sabi doon, uh, Because I have called you and you have refused, I will also laugh at your calamity. So, doon totally nagbago yung buhay niya. Then, influenced by both Wesley and George Whitfield, 
actually they are the father of Me the Methodist Church, became increasingly disgusted with the slave trades and his role in it. So, may mga nag-mentor sa kanya, may mga nagturo sa kanya, and that is why we need to be in a victory group para meron may mga mag-mentor sa atin, para may mga magturo sa atin, para merong mga mag-encourage sa atin. So, he was influenced by Wesley and George Whitfield, and he quit being a slave traders and ordained into an Anglican ministry and in 1764, took a parish in Oatley in Buckinghamshire. So, naging minister siya during that time. And ano yung kagandahan dito kay, uh, kay John Newton? Actually, I believe all of us narinig na kung ano yung uh, isinulat niyang hymn. Hindi lang natin alam kung sino yung sumulat. So, ito yung hymn. Kakantahin ko sana kasi medyo paos ako ngayon. So, sabi dito, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. So imagine the life of John Newton. But because of the grace of God, it was totally transformed. And nakasulat sa epitaph niya, Doon sa, uh, sa libingan niya, or doon sa, yun yung epitaph niya, sabi doon, John Newton, clerk, once an infidel and libertine, a servant of slaves in Africa, was by the rich mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, preserved, restored, pardoned, and appointed to preach the faith he had long labor to destroy. Salvation is by grace alone. Hindi tinitingnan ng Panginoon kung ano yung status mo, kung sino ka, o kung ano yung pangalan mo. But God looks into our hearts. And God wants you and I to receive His gift of salvation. So the next lesson that we can learn from this story do sa binasa natin in Acts 9, those whom God saves, He put into His family. Let me let me re repeat it. Those whom God saves, He put into His family. In Acts 9, verse 10 to 11, Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, and He said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight, and at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul, for behold, he is praying. So stop na tayo dito. Who is Ananias? Actually, Ananias is disciple of Christ. Obvious naman, di ba? Sabi dito, disciple of Christ. He may be a leader of the Christian there. He actually may be the one of the main target of Saul's persecution campaign. So, Sabi nga na ilang scholars is Ananias is one of the untold heroes of the Acts of the, uh, of the New Testament. Kasi dito lang siya lumitaw. But, nakita natin na ganun, ganun kaikse yung naging participation, yung sinabi ng Bible about Ananias, pero yung impact, napakalaki. So, the Lord gave him a vision, obviously willing to do it, but a little bit reluctant at first, as we will see. Amayta natin, he's willing to do. Pero medyo reluctant siya. Kasi nga, kilala niya kung sino yung taong to. 
And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and lay his hand on him so that he might regain his sight. Now, this is this is Saul. Nakita niya rin in a vision na Ananias will come to him to lay his hand. So, God, uh, pinakita ni God kay Ananias kung ano yung gagawin niya about Saul. And kay Saul naman, pinakita ni God kung sino yung darating para sa kanya. So, there is a confirmation kung ano yung, ano yung gagawin ng Panginoon sa buhay natin. So, especially to those single there, di ba? Pag sinabing, ah, ikaw yung nakatadhana sa akin, sabi ni Lord, meron bang confirmation? There might be, uh, dapat may two parties na nag-a-agree with that. Kaya, if we pray for God, I believe that God will uh, will confirm His message or His purpose unto your life to other people as well. Kaya sinabi ko kanina, we need to be in a group of people na kung saan they will encourage us, they will pray for us para makita natin yung purpose ni God sa buhay natin. They will help us to to see the purpose of God into our lives. So Ananias departed and entered the house and laying his hand on him. And he said, Brother Saul, the Lord who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Question, what was the first word Saul heard as a Christian? Diba? Sa Damascus, nabulag na siya. Then, inakay siya. And he's praying for three days. Praying and fasting for three days. Ano yung first word na narinig niya after that conversion? Brother, soul. He calls him brother. In an original word, this brother is literally means brother. Yung parang nanggaling kayo sa isang womb. This is what Ananias said to Paul. Brother, Paul. Not because he was in the same nation, but because he was now of the same faith. So, tingnan nyo yung mga katabi nyo. Or kung meron man kayong kasama sa bahay. I hope that if God will transform us, He will put us into a new family. A family with the same faith. Ananias called him brother Saul because he was a regenerate person and belong to the family of God, and was of the same household of faith, and heirs of the same promise with Him. And what was Saul's first action when he came to Jerusalem? Sabi dito, in Acts 9.20, for some days he was with the disciple at Damascus. Paul wants to be with the people of faith. He wants to be in the community of believers. In Acts 9.26, he attempted to join the disciples. Church, our Christian life is personal, but it's not solitary. We are a part of a family. We need one another, our gifts, our grace, our fellowship, and our encouragement. Let me repeat that. Our Christian life is personal, but it's not solitary. He said in Ephesians 2.19, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens. So tingnan mo yung katabi mo, mukha bang aliens yan. Pero sabi dito, you are, na, you, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. 
only the transformation that Christ brings can so dramatically alter a person's life. Transformation places a person in a new family, in new relationship, and new fellowship. God put us in a new family. God put us in the church. This is our spiritual family. And if we, if we look for the, uh, for the original word of the, of the church, it means ecclesia. It is a compound Greek word. Ang galing sa dalawang word from ek, out, means out, from, or to, and kaleo to call. So the called out ones. So a called out assembly or a congregation. Church, we are called by God together as a family. Not just a brother and a sister, but as a family. We are called together and we are called together. What is the purpose of the church? In Acts 2, verse 42, And they devoted themselves to the apostle teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. Apostle teaching. In church, we will teach the body and teach each and every one of us a sound doctrine. Sabi dito, apostle teaching and fellowship. We are here to build up and encourage one another. A breaking of bread. So eating together. Ito yung na-miss natin. You know? ito, yung, uh, ito yung medyo na-miss natin during pandemic. Yung kumakain tayo sabay-sabay. But the breaking of bread here, it reminds us that we are all saved by Christ's sacrifice. And the last is the prayer. The most powerful way to care for one another is to pray for each other. So we should bring each other's needs before God. And the purpose of the church is, is to fulfill the Great Commission as Jesus commanded in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, that we will go to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. So that is the purpose of the church. That is why it is important for the church to gather together. Because we are called together, we are called to gather together. So my last point uh, about the story of Saul, those whom God saves, he put into service. So recap lang natin, nouna, salvation is by grace alone. Then, those whom God saves, He put into a family. And then, those whom God saves, He put into service. So, the Lord to Damascus. The story of Saul in the Lord of Damascus. A new Lord and Master. A new life. A new family. Everything is new. Kay Paul, because of that encounter with God. And even a new mission. In Acts 9.15, But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument. An instrument that may be used to accomplish God's purpose. Now, we are not given the commission of the Apostle Paul. But I believe each and each one of us make calling from God. So, each believer is given a calling and each of us is put into service service of Jesus Christ in the place in which he has set us providence. 
And one thing that scripture highlight is that Saul was obedient to that commission. Church, we are we are saved by grace alone and God put us into a family and God gave us a new mission. And immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue saying he is the son of God. Paul became uh, obedient to that calling. Paul became an, an effective instrument of the gospel. I hope and I pray uh, this is what I've learned in school. That full-time is not a calling. Actually, kung nasan ka ngayon at kung may pinapagawa sa'yo ng, ang Panginoon, that is your calling. How are you going to preach Christ sa trabaho mo, sa pamilya mo, into your community? And that is your calling. That is the calling of each and every one of us to preach the gospel, to reach out the lost for the glory our Lord Jesus Christ. And immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue, saying he is the Son of God. And in Acts 9.22, But Paul increased all and more in strength and, con and confounded the Jews who live in Damascus, proving that Jesus was the Christ. And then he goes to Jerusalem. He does the same thing. He preached Jesus Christ. Kusan man mapunta si Paul, he preached Jesus Christ. Each of us is called to serve Christ. And what motivates us and encourages us in every hard things or in every situation na nararamdaman natin ngayon as we face Christ, as we face uh, as we face crisis during our service of Christ is the knowledge of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We receive salvation by gift, uh, by grace alone. It is the gift from God. I hope that we have the desire in our heart to share this gift to other people as well. Especially those people na hindi pa nararanasan or hindi pa nakikilala ang Panginoong Jesus. This is our calling. This is our mission. So, uh, as we, uh, malapit na po tayo matapos. So, nakikita natin, di ba? From Saul to Paul. Actually, hindi po bagong name ni Saul yung Paul. In a, in a Roman's time, kalimitan meron silang tatlong pangalan. So Paul is also, uh, Saul is also the name of Paul. Pero after that, con, uh, after that conversion, he used Paul as his name. So, may natin na almost, uh, ang daming one-third, I think one-third of the, uh, the books of the New Testament is the epistles of Paul. Ito may kita natin yung monumental significance and influence in the history of the church ni Paul. So, ganun ka, ka, ganun katindi until now in our time. Yung naging impact ng conversion ni Saul during, the, during that time in the road of Damascus. And ito yung question na, na naglalaro sa isip ko. No? Pagdating ng araw, ano yung impact? na maiko-contribute ko. Paano ako maaalala ng tao? E kung sakali mang wala na ako dito. Same with Ananias, di ba? Hindi natin siya masyadong kilala. Pero yung impact niya, nung, nung nag-obey siya sa calling ng Panginoon to go to, uh, to, go to, that, uh, to, to that house para ilayhan si Paul, nagkaroon ng impact 
up to this moment, up to this present time. So, ano yung mga naging impact ni Paul? So, kukuha lang ako ng tatlong tao kung ano-ano yung mga naging impact ni Paul. Augustine of Hippo. Augustine, he was in the garden and he heard the child boy saying, tolelege, tolelege. Sabi dito, take and read, take and read. And he opened the scripture to Roman chapter 8, uh, to Roman chapter 13 to 14. And after uh, Augustine read that chapter, nagkaroon ng impact and a change of life. Thousand years after that, Martin Luther, Luther in the Tower of Black Cloister in Wittenberg, and is pondering that phrase in Romans 1, 17, the righteousness of God, and it's dawn on him that this is the gift of God in the gospel, and he says, I felt at once as though, as though I've been born again and I entered into paradise. Martin Luther just read the Romans chapter 117. The other one, John Wesley. John Wesley on Aldergate Street in London, 1739. And the preface to Luther commentary on Romans read and says, I felt my heart is strangely warm. So, sino sino ba yung mga taong to? This is the forefathers of our Christian faith. And there is a transformation sa buhay nila when they read the writings of Paul, especially Romans. So much that we know about Christian gospel comes right from the letter of Paul. Ano-ano yun? The effectual call, justification, adoption, sanctification, glorification. Napakaraming sinabi ni Paul about the uh, about our Christian faith. And if hindi ka pa rin satisfied, just read the letters of Paul. Start mo sa conversion ni Paul. If you're still questioning the sovereignty of God in salvation, then read the story of Paul, the story of Saul and the road of Damascus. In Acts 9.22, this saying is trustworthy and deserve full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners and I am the worst of them. Laging naalala ni Saul kung ano yung mga kasalanan niya. Laging nire-recall ni Saul kung ano yung experience niya. Sa dami nang na-accomplish niya, in his Christian life na, ano pa rin yung sinabi niya, I am the worst of them. Church, anyone can, can come to Christ. That there is no sin too bad, no evil too wicked that can prevent us from receiving the grace of Christ. Sabi ko nga kanina, hanggat buhay tayo, may pag-asa. That Christ wants to offer His gift of salvation to us. Ang gusto kasi natin, lagi-lagi tayo may participation. But, ulit-ulitin ko, salvation is by grace alone. No one in this life is beyond saving in principle. It is possible to reject Jesus. Many people do. But in principle, no one is beyond saving. This should encourage us when we think of our family members or friends who, who do not yet know Jesus. And I hope this motivates us to continue to pray to them and witness to them. Kung meron pa tayong mga pamilya na hindi pa, uh, na hindi pa nare-receive yung gift of salvation, I hope that we continue to pray for them. And I believe 
that God will personally work into their life. And I hope na yung lesson or yung story ni Saul will give us an encouragement to reach out other people as well. That God saves us, God transforms our life, God put us in the family of believers, a new family, and God gave us a mission. Let us pray. Lord, once again, thank you for this time, O oh Lord. Thank you because you are a sovereign God. Thank you for your sacrifice on that cross, Jesus, and for your resurrection, that we are sure and secure that the faith that we have is true. Lord, thank you. Because at this very moment, God, kung may mga hardship man kami pinagdaraanan sa buhay namin, Lord, I believe, God, as we look unto you, there is always hope. Lord, sa mga taong patuloy na ipinapanalangin yung kaligtasan ng kanilang pamilya, I pray, Lord, na ikaw mismo yung mangusap and you will honor their faith, God, for the salvation of their household. Walang kasalanan na mabigat para hindi mo patawarin, Panginoon. Walang sakit o sugat na hindi mo kayang pagalingin. But God, give us a faith that we will humble ourselves to our King and we will accept Jesus as a personal Lord and Savior. Once again, Lord, bless your people, God, and use them as your mighty vessels, as your mighty instrument, as they proclaim the gospel, kung saan mo man po sila tinawag, Panginoon. Maraming maraming salamat, O Lord. Ang biyaya ng Panginoong Kristo at ang pag-ibig ng Diyos at ang pakikiisa ng banal na Espiritu ay sumaatin na wang lahat. Salamat po. Ito ang aming panalangin, itinataas lamang namin sa pangalan ni Jesus. Amen at Amen. Muli, maraming salamat sa ating uh, sa pagtatapos ng ating miniseries. Maraming salamat sa inyong pakikinig. I hope and I pray na sa mga susunod na araw is muling mag-alab sa puso natin yung uh, yung mga salita ng Diyos o salita ng Panginoon na ating narinig. Maraming maraming salamat. Pagpalain kayo ng Panginoon. Thank you for listening. We hope you were encouraged by the message today. Feel free to share this episode to your friends too. Subscribe and follow us on Facebook and YouTube for videos and updates. For more information about our church, visit Victory Carmona Facebook page.